action in this place today. Let's worship him. Let's praise him. Let's glorify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. place to be the same people that we used to be. We need to understand that we are a prophetic people living in a pathetic world right now. And God is raising us up to be a people. A people with anointing and the power of His Spirit in our life. Listen, if you've been sitting at home and all you've been doing is listening to the news, you are the most miserable. But I can tell you this, if you've been spending time alone with God, that God is working in you and He's doing a work in our hearts and in our lives. He's bringing us to a place to where His power can move and demonstrate through His people. Hallelujah. 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 I'm excited. I'm excited about today. I, I, I'm, I'm almost beside myself. I know we're following some protocols and different things like that, and we're going we're gonna to do that at the end of service. If you don't mind, just stay seated and at the end of service, and, and you can be um, released by sections, but that's okay. Listen, we're going to get through this thing. Yes, Lord. But the message that I have for you today is hell can't stop what heaven started. Come on. Are you listening to me? Hell cannot stop what heaven has started in your heart and in your life. God has got too much for his church for us to sit around. God is not coming back for a weak or an anemic church. He's not coming back for a church who is in a fetal position, sitting off in a quarter somewhere, wondering what we're going to do. God is coming back for a victorious church. God is coming back for a church who is who is adorned in white, who is, has power and might in their spirit and in their life. He's coming back for a radiant church that is ready for the kingdom of God. Come on. Hallelujah. But hell will do everything it can to try to stop us. 
It'll take us and it'll get us to discussing things about like there's an invisible thing out there that's trying to kill us. There's, there's this. Listen, I'll take that invisible thing that's trying to kill us up against the God that I serve any day. And my God wins. I'm telling you that just as, listen, I'm not denying what's out there. I'm not denying that there's been sicknesses. I'm just telling you that when Moses was at the Red Sea and he had to stand there when three million people was telling him that it looked like that they was going to be overcome, that he stood there. He said, stand still, stand still, stand still and see the salvation of your God. What he was telling them is that God is about to open this thing up and where we're going that can't come it's not going to be able to follow us it may look like it's coming behind us but just hang on God's going to take us somewhere and he's going to deliver us from this thing hallelujah hell can't stop what heaven started it can't do it I don't care what you've been through. I don't care. Listen, a lot of times we're trying to figure out what we've been through and everything. It's not about us. And we're trying to understand God. Oh, I don't understand how God could do this. Oh, I don't understand how God could do that. Listen, honey, if you're trying to understand God, you will spend your life and the rest of eternity trying to figure out who God is or trying to understand Him. You're not going to understand Him. It's not for us to understand Him. It's for us to trust Him. It's for us to believe Him. It's for us to put our faith in him and when we do that I'm telling you that God will move in a way that we never thought hallelujah come on hallelujah hallelujah now I'm going to get to my text I want us to read it you can be seated if you can hallelujah I want to welcome you back here and I want to encourage you I want I, I want you to I want to invite you into a crazy faith. God needs us to have crazy faith. What kind of faith are you talking about? I'm talking about us having a faith to believe that God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we think or ask. I'm talking about a, a faith that will cause some people to question your sanity. Huh? When Noah built the ark and he got the measurements from God, how many people believed him? His family. That's it. He preached for over 100 years that there's a flood coming. He told them that rain was coming. Nobody knew what rain was. Nobody understood rain. The difference is we hear from God. Huh? You got to make sure you hear from God. If you hear from God, you're going to be okay. Daniel, the third chapter. I want to I want to give you a little backstory on this. King Nebuchadnezzar has set up a golden image. He's brought all of his leadership together. His leadership came. He said, "If you hear the horn, the cell, the harp, the flute, the psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music, and you bow, good. But if you do not bow, that you will burn." I'll throw you into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. But here's the thing. I want you to understand something about what 
Nebuchadnezzar did. Nebuchadnezzar gathered his leaders. He didn't bring this out into the whole providence of Babylon at that particular time. He was bringing it to his leaders. He was presenting it to his leaders. Why? Because he understood that if I can get my leaders to bow, I'll get everybody else to follow behind them. God's looking for some people who will not bow. It's always been about the enemy trying to get you to bow, get you to bow to fear, get you to bow to unbelief, get you to bow to doubt, get you to bow to different things and circumstances in your life to get you to look at the circumstance that you're going through instead of the God that you serve. But here we are in Daniel, the third chapter and the 13th verse. Nebuchadnezzar is upset because... He had three guys that he had placed over the providence of Babylon that was not bowing. Everybody else was bowing, but these guys wasn't bowing. And I think that they had a, uh, they had a crazy faith. They had the ability to understand of what it talks about. In Proverbs. No, I'm sorry, in Ecclesiastes 4 and 12 it says, Though one may be overpowered... By another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. I believe they understand, uh, understood the power of unity and the power of sticking together. And we need to understand that we need we need agreement in the body of Christ to come together. And we need people. We need you know. And a lot of times we say that we're by ourselves. But listen, as long as you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, that's a threefold cord right there that cannot be quickly broken. And if you come come in agreement with that, you can understand that God is going to see you through. But here's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Some of their friends got upset because they didn't have the guts to stand up they didn't have the guts to not bow when the king was threatening them after all they was going to be thrown into the burning fiery furnace sometimes we got to see that what God has for us is so bigger and better than anything the world has to offer for us that we're willing to go through anything in order to achieve it because I know that God is not through with me. Listen, it doesn't matter what I go through. It doesn't matter what I face in my life. It doesn't matter if, it, if somebody thinks that my life has been cut off premature. It does not matter because if God, if God sees fit to take me into his heavenly throne, I know that whatever he has for me is better. But I'm telling you that God is wanting us to understand here that if we don't bow, we will not burn. It says, then Nebuchadnezzar in a rage of fury because these three Hebrew children did not bow. They had crazy faith. They had a, a faith believing that God could deliver them and not only could deliver them but would deliver them. And he says, he gave command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying to them, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve the gods or worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready at the time that you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and the psaltery and symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good, but if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace, and who is the God who will deliver you from my hands. See, it's all about making them do something and trying to make it get, it's trying to bring fear into their life to get them to do something that they should not have to do. 
The enemy will always try to buffet you. He will always try to get you to look at the immediate circumstance, and you need to understand. A lot of times we're looking for God to move in a situation uh, before, we're, before we're willing to act upon it. We're, we're scared of God doing anything. Uh, we're scared of doing anything for the Lord because we want to see God move before we move. Sometimes we need a crazy faith that's going to cause us to pull out, uh, pull out the hammer and the measuring tape just like Noah did and begin to build. In the midst of a desert where everything is dry around you, everything's dried up, everything is, it, it seems like there, there's nothing but drought around you and all of a sudden now you, you, you're in this place and now you're preaching about this rain that's coming and you're preaching about this flood that's coming and people are looking at you like you're crazy. From the very beginning of this, we have spoken about Psalms 91, about how that we, I've told people to proclaim over themselves and over their families Psalms 91, but we must understand, in order for us to see a thousand fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, that we've got to do the first part of that. Dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Because he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Hallelujah. And here's Nebuchadnezzar, he's trying to place fear. He's trying to tell him, he's trying to conform. See, the, the, this world, and we've and we got to understand that we're living in a world now that though Nebuchadnezzar has been dead for years, that there's still a Nebuchadnezzar spirit in this world trying to get us to bow to the things of this world. We have been setting by and we have been allowing things into our lives and, uh, and, and, and accepting things instead of rebuking things. And God has called us to a place. He's called us to eat. Listen, the church needs to be leading in this situation. The church needs to be the one. The church needs to have the answers, not the questions. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, Old Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, if you've made up your mind that you're going to throw us into the burning fire furnace, in other words, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. They got to the point to where they understood and they, they said, if we have to go into the burning fiery furnace, that's fine. Our God is able to deliver us. But even if he don't, he's still going to deliver us from your hands, O king. You see, the king had already given him favor. The king had already, uh, God had divinely favored those guys. And they were already put in leadership in Babylon. A lot of times we don't understand the fiery trials that we go through. We don't understand the things that we have to face. We don't understand why do we have to go through this. 
Again, it's not for us to understand. It's for us just to simply know that we can trust a God who has never failed and is not going to fail. And he's not going to start with you and he's not going to start with me. He's never failed before. He's always overcome. He doesn't have to worry about a strategy. He doesn't come up with a strategy at the last minute how he's going to overcome. He overcomes because of who he is. He is God Almighty. He is powerful. He is mighty in strength and power and in might. He has no problem showing up in the midst of a burning fiery furnace if he has to. But I want you to see this because the king, he got so angry and upset when they said these things. He said, I want that I want that furnace heated up seven times that it won't be heated. Why? Because God is just getting ready to bring them out of a testimony that's bigger and better than the one they thought they was getting into. So the king caused the furnace to be heated up seven times. He bound them up in the trap. But here's the problem. He left everything on them that they had as the authority that they carried. And he threw them in the midst of the burning, burning fiery furnace. Now here's the funny thing. They're in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. They're in no hurry to get out. The guys that threw them in there died. It destroyed them. Why? Because everybody can't go where God's trying to take you. Everybody can't have what God has for you. And some of you feel like you've been going through the fire. And just let me just tell you this. It's nothing more than, than, a, than, a, than a place where because the, the, the same vestures and the same garments that they had when they went on, they stepped out of with. The only thing that burned off of them were the things that bound them. The same anointing that was on them when they went in the fire was on them when they came out of the fire. None of that was taken from them. Matter of fact, the king had to call them out of the fire. They was in no hurry to come out. He looked and he said, wait a minute. Did we not throw three men in the midst of the burning fiery furnace? And they said, true, O king. He said, lo, I see four. And the fourth one looks like the son of God. But get this. See, we're wanting to see something in the fire. We're wanting to see. In order for us to go into the fire, we want to see God already there. But here's the problem. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego never seen the fourth man in the fire. Read it. They never seen it. It was the one who threw them in there that seen the fourth man in the fire. And see, we don't need to worry about the world looking and seeing. We don't need to worry about us wondering if God is with us. We just need those that are out there to look inside and see the God that we serve that is here with us. Hallelujah. When you go through the fire, hell can't stop what heaven has started in you. It may rise up against you. It may try to, uh, it may try to distinguish you. It may try. But here's the thing. The fires of life, uh, the fires that we go through in our life do not define us. The fire that's in us does. As long as the fire that is in us is greater than the fire that's around us, we'll survive. But the fire that was, was around, the, was in the other ones that threw them into the fire, evidently wasn't no fire at all because it consumed them. See, we must understand that no matter what you've been through, no matter where you've been, 
God is going to see you through. When he brought them out, he not only brought them out and they not only had what they went into it with and come out with it, the same authority, but then they come out not with just their vesture, their garments on, they come out with favor. Faith through fire produces favor. Every time that we go through something in our life and we allow God to work in us, it'll produce a favor of God on our life. People are looking. People are looking to see something different about us. What's different about the church? I've told people, listen, I'm telling, I'm telling you this. We are a different people. We're the people of God. And we need a crazy faith. We need a crazy faith. A, a faith that's going to cause us to believe God. Even when everything else is going wrong in our life. I want you to see this because when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they, when they come to the king and said, Oh, king, we're not careful to answer you in this manner. Even before they got through into the fire, they said, Our God is able to deliver us. But even if he don't, hmm, our God is able to deliver us, and he will. If you go to Matthew 8, when the centurion soldier came to Jesus, that was a time when Jesus was, 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 Jesus was amazed when the centurion soldier came to him and said, Jesus, my servant lies sick at home. But if you will come, if you will come, if you, he said, he's lying at home sick. And Jesus said at that time, he said, I'll come to your house and heal him. And the centurion, what did, he, what did he say? He told Jesus, he said, you don't have to come to my house. Because I know you're able. You don't have to come. Just speak a word. Just speak a word. And what did Jesus say? When he looked at that, when he see, when Jesus heard Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus marveled at his faith. He marveled. He said, no greater faith have I found, not even in Israel. And Jesus said, go. And as you go, I want you to know this. By the time you get home, your servant is going to be healed. What are you saying? I'm saying that some of you have been praying. Some of you have been seeking God. Some of you have been seeking after the presence of God. You believe that God is able. I'm believing that God is able. That before even you get home, situations are going to be turned around. Some of the things that you've been praying for for years. Some of the things that you've been asking God to do for years is going to be turned around before you even get home. Because why? Because you've not even just thought it. You believed it in your heart that God is able. And when, God, when we put that kind of trust and we put that kind of faith in a God that we serve, we can know that God is going to turn things around. When we have that kind of faith, 
God doesn't want us to accept less than his best. Sometimes we settle for too much. Complacency will become captivity. It will destroy our lives if we're not careful. God doesn't want us to be in a complacent. He, 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 he wants us to be in a place to where we believe. Though we, though we face many trials and though we go through fires in our life, we must understand that the God that we serve is bigger. We must understand that though people around us don't see those, don't see, uh, uh, the, that we don't see the God that we're serving, that the people around us will see the God that we're serving. They'll see him manifesting himself in our hearts and in our lives. Hallelujah. It's not for us to see. A lot of times we sing these songs and we just, we just do it lately and we sing them and we don't even really think about it but do, are we really trusting God even when we don't feel him are we trusting him even when we don't see him are we still trusting him I'm telling you that I've served him long enough and I understand that he is with me even in the darkest night when it seems like that everything around me may be in darkness I can rest assured and know one thing that darkness may last for a little while but there's coming a new day and God is bringing me into a new place with a new anointing with a a new power and of his spirit and I know that God is bringing his church into a place and why has hell fought against us so hard it's because it's trying to keep us from occupying the place that God has for his church that's why hell fights against us because it don't want us to occupy the very thing that it's been trying to keep us out of but hell, hell, listen to me. This young man going to help me preach. Hell can't stop what heaven started. Hell cannot stop what heaven has started in you. Hell can't stop what heaven started in your family, in your loved ones, in your children. Come on now. I want you to get this. I want you to understand this. Listen, this kind of stuff is not made for humanity. God did not intend for his people to be separated. God intended for his church to be together because it's the joint that supplies joint to each other. It's when we come together in one mind, in one accord. It's when we come in agreement together. It's when we begin to move and live and move and understand that if we live and move and have our being in Christ Jesus. It's not just something. Listen, we can't sit around and discuss the things that are going on in the world. Listen, things are going to go on and they're going to continue to go on in the world. If you're looking for the world to get better, forget it, honey. It's not going to get any better. What's going to take place is God is going to raise up his church. The church is going to get better. As a matter of fact, the church is going to get so good that one day we're going to get out of here. But we, we don't need to be so packed up, prayed up, and ready to go up right now that we forget that we got an assignment. That just because you're going through a fire don't mean that God's not with you. God didn't say that we wouldn't go through fire. But he promised that he would be with us. He's promised that he would never leave us, he would never forsake us. But it's always been about trying to get us to bow. But it's not about us bowing. 
can't bow to the things of the world. If you don't bow, you won't burn. But here's one thing. There is one place in the Bible, and there will be one day that every knee shall bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I don't care if they're a news anchor. I don't care if they're a president. I don't care who they are. Every knee is going to bow to the name of Jesus Christ. Don't matter how good they play sports. I just heard them the other day. I heard somebody talk about the other day. He said, said they're going to open up sports stadiums for sports. They're not going to let the people come in, but they're going to let people get down there and make full contact. What sense does that make? None at all. It's crazy. We need to understand that we need some we need some crazy faith. Yeah, there's things going on in the world and we need to pray and we need to we need to pray for the things that are that are happening around us. And we need to pray for the people that are that are losing loved ones and have lost loved ones. We need to uplift them, but we need to understand that this thing is no match for the God that we serve. And though that you may be going through the fire and though that you may be going through circumstances right now, see the enemy is trying to set up things to where people begin to fall into depression and different things, but I'm here today to tell you that you're coming out of the fire and you're going to come out in such a way that there's not going to be the smell of smoke on you, but the only things that are going to come off of you are the things that bound you when you went into the fire. See, there's a lot of people who are anointed and appointed by God that God has right now that He's taken through the fire. He's not taken through you through the fire so that the fire can destroy you. No, He's trying to get us through the fire to where the things that once bound us or burn off of us so that we come out on the other side that we are free to do what he has assigned us to do hallelujah come on And when we begin to understand that God's bigger than what we face he's bigger than the circumstances that we go through he's bigger than the fire that we walk through then we can know that when we come out on the other side that there's going to be favor, there's going to be promotion. Listen to me. Listen to me. We're making a grave mistake if we think we can come into the church the same way that we left. I believe that this whole time that God has brought us into this place, this position, to where we can Get hearts right. Hmm? There's nothing wrong with repentance. We cannot continue to do the same things that we've always done and expect to get a different result. We want the blessings of God, but I'm believing that God is going to change our prayers from asking God to bless us in order to where he's going to, he's going to allow us to begin to pray and begin to seek him in such a way that we say, God, I want you to make me the greatest blessing to everybody that I come across, everybody that I see. Lord, let me be the answer to their problem when I get there. Let me have the answers. 
I'm not just talking about verbal answers. I'm talking about the answers of being able to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Because that's, that's what God has empowered his church with. God, God has empowered his church to be a deliverance center. Not something that we come and try to teach people how to cope. God does not call, has not called us to cope with the problems in the world. God has called us to overcome the problems. Don't you settle for just okay when God has called you to be more. More than a conqueror. And to be more than a conqueror, you're not just a conqueror, but you show somebody else how to overcome their problem. You get in a position to where you can teach somebody else how to overcome and place the enemy underneath their feet. Hallelujah. God has always got a remnant of people. He's always got a people that will not bow. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would not bow. Other friends of theirs, I'm sure that they probably talked with them, and they probably told them, they probably even made a pact with friends that they weren't going to bow. But when it come down to it, they didn't have the ability to stand. You cannot win with discussions. You have to make decisions and you have to take stands. And you have to understand that your relationship is not, listen, my relationship with my wife will not sustain me when I'm in a God-sized storm. You listening to me? Do I need agreement with my wife? Yes, but I need more than that. I need a relationship with God. We need a relationship with Him. We need to understand that what we have settled for and what we have permitted, and we try to, we, we, we try to uh, assume that God is this merciful God, and God is this, mer- He is this merciful God. He is so, so merciful. But here's the thing that we need to understand. God is not going to bend His word to fit us. We're going to have to conform to His word. So it will work for us. Because when we are conformed to his word, things happen. Hmm? Okay. Y'all awful quiet for Pentecostals just coming back to church. Come on. I need some help in this place today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Nebuchadnezzar brought him out of the fire, and the first thing he says, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. See, now he's, tra- he's changing his story. He's told them before, he said, You're going to have to bow to the God that I've set up. You're going to have to bow to this God. But now he's calling them out of the fire. And he says, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angels to deliver his servants, who trusted him, that they frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies, that they should not serve or worship the God, except their, any God except their own God. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss 
against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made an ash heap. Because there is no other God who can deliver like this. See, he's seen what had, took in pl- what had taken place. He's seen how God had brought them out. He's seen that there had been no fire. And, and I'm sure that he probably had questions later on. I'm sure that he wondered, how in the world did we see? I've seen you fall down bound. But I see you come out free. I don't understand how you went in bound up the way that you did and how that you come. Because the only things that burn off of them were the things that bound them. And a lot of times we don't want to go through nothing. We don't want to face anything in our lives. But what we don't understand that the things that, get, that are coming against us are not meant to destroy us. They're meant to free us. And he said... No one is to worship any other God besides the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he brought them out and he promoted them even to higher authority over the king. What are you saying? I'm saying that even in a Babylonian world that we live in right now, God will promote you. God will promote you. And listen, we are living right now in a Babylonian world. Hmm? You say, well, Babylonian, Babylon was a long way from Jerusalem. Yeah. And we've come a long way from God. Hmm? But here we are. And God has always got a remnant. How many of you believe that? Let's all stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hell can't stop what heaven started in you. I want you to know this. Hell can't stop what heaven started has started in your family. And I believe that just as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they said God is able, just like the centurion's shoulder, when he said, you're able. I don't need you to come to my house. You're able. If you'll just send a word, I know that everything's going to be all right. And Jesus looked at him and said, no greater faith have I found not even in Jerusalem. And you did. I believe that by the time you get home, things are going to be changed. Some of you have been praying for your husbands. Some of you have been praying for your wives. Some of you have been praying for your children. I believe by the time. Now, y'all patty-caking like you really don't believe this. If you really believed it, you would give God some praise. If you really believed that he could change the circumstance change the situation then you would give him some praise he is able come on somebody say he is able he can do this thing not only can he he will the problem with a lot of folks today we believe God can do something but we don't believe he will do something 
is able. He is well able. He'll preserve you in the midst of the fire. He'll keep you. Hell can't stop what heaven started in you. The same stuff that you went in with, you'll come out with. None of that will be harmed. Only the things that bound you will be broken off of you. You know, I know a lot of people are in so much, there's been so much fear that's been put in to people's hearts and lives. Enemies trying to get us to worry about and think that this is doomsday. It's not. This is God's day. God is the same yesterday today and forever he does not change I put myself in his hands every day if he can't take care of me there's no one who can take care of me I put my faith and I put my trust in him and it really got me stirred up I've really been stirred up in my spirit, especially the last couple of weeks. And went home to see my children a couple of weeks ago, and I really got stirred up. Got mad. Why? I got mad at the devil for thinking he could stop the assignment that God has for this place. I got mad for him thinking that God sent me here just to go through a pandemic. No, God sent me here on an assignment. I will be here till the assignment is over. I'm not moving, I'm not budging. Hell can't stop what heaven started. I did not come here on my own accord. God did not send you here on your own accord. God did not just place you here in this body so that we could just go through the motions. Hell may rise up against us, but hell can't stop what heaven has started in this place. I'm telling you, we're going to be the revival center that God has designed us to be. We're going to do the things that God has designed us to do. And we're going to occupy what hell has been trying to keep us from. I may be getting some of them looks like this. I talk some things, but that's okay. You know. Noah got it for 100 years. People looking at him. He was preaching rain. He said, what the rain? We ain't never, they ain't never seen rain. What's rain? We don't have a flood. What's a flood? Don't know anything about a flood. I've never heard of that. Sounds different. Oh, yeah, it's different. The Bible says that God's going to do a new thing. Hmm? Shall you not know it? Hmm. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. God's doing a new thing. But if we want the things of God, here's it, here it is. If we want the things of God, we have to line up with His Word. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Hmm? If it's not working for you, here's the thing. If the blessings aren't coming to you, go back and read Deuteronomy 28. Go back and read that. If the blessings aren't coming to you, see if you follow those instructions. Because he says if we walk in, in accordance to his word, his blessings will overtake us. He says you'll be blessed coming in, you'll be blessed going out. It's not a struggle, folks. It's a flow. It's a flow. And I know there's many in here that can testify of what God's done during this time. Carter's Nursery is one of them. Joby and Charlie's restaurant's another. Come on. When everything shuts down around you, God is still working. He's still operating. We're not ordinary people. We are peculiar people. A royal priesthood. The vestures that God has dressed us with, the world didn't give them to us and the world can't take them away. Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise. Hallelujah. 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 And this is what we're going to do this morning. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put anybody on the spot, but I want to say this. Everywhere in the Bible, people went to places and laid hands. And I'm old-fashioned. I believe that we still need laying on of hands. And if you want prayer this morning, I don't want us to crowd this altar, but I want you to come up here. And we'll pray for you. If you have to come up as an individual, if you have to come up a couple of people at a time, whatever. I'll pray with you. I will not and I refuse to not have altar call. This is where healing takes place. And I believe that as we lay hands on you today, you've already shared with me what's going on. And I believe that as I lay hands on you today, God's going to heal you. I believe that with all of my heart. Raise your hands, Father, in the name of Jesus right now. 
I thank you, Lord God, for your healing, Lord God. Father, for it's not by power, not by might, but by your spirit. And I declare healing in the mighty name of Jesus right now. We praise you and we thank you for it, Lord God. Hallelujah. Yes, Father. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, 